I'd like to read one verse to you from the book of John, which is actually the book that you have been reading off the screen this evening, the crucifixion account. I'd like to read you a verse that happens before that. It happens in John chapter 17. When Jesus finished saying these things, he looked up to heaven and said, Father, the time has come. Glorify your son so that the son can glorify you. And this was an interesting verse. The first time I read it and I pondered it, I said, why would Jesus be asking for God to glorify him? And why would God need to be glorified? What's going on in this passage? And then I learned as I studied that the word glorify, it doesn't always mean exactly what we think in pop culture. The word glorify actually just simply means to lift up, to raise up. And so, like, if, uh, from a physical sense, when I had kids and they were real small, right, babies or toddlers, and I would hold them over my head and they would giggle and laugh, I was glorifying my kids. I was lifting them up. Now, of course, we use that in different ways. When we compliment somebody, when we speak well about them, we do something for them, we would say we are glorifying them. We throw a great birthday party for them. We are glorifying. We are lifting them up. And so when we look at this passage, Jesus is saying this, Lord, I need you to lift me up because I need to lift you up. In fact, this tells us something about Jesus in this passage. It tells us that Jesus came for a reason and a purpose. His purpose was to glorify God, to lift God up. Why? Well, God had lost his place of prominence in so many of the people's lives. And Jesus came for a reason, a purpose. He said, I am going to be lifted up so that God can be elevated to his position in the lives of people so that they would once again understand the prominence of God and how much God loves them and how much really that God wants to have relationship with them. They had lost sight of this type of thing. And so Jesus says, I come to be glorified, to be lifted up. And now he is saying, is the time. This is when it happens, God. In fact, Jesus is really saying, as we know later, all that would happen here with Jesus going to the cross, Jesus is saying, listen, I am willing, God, to go all the way with this, willing to do anything you need me to do. I will go even to the point of cr the cross so that I can glorify you, God, and so that these people can once again live in the relationship and the connection to you that you so desperately desire to have with them. That's a powerful verse when we read that. And so when we think now about the events of the crucifixion that you've been reading on the screen, that Jesus would be arrested, uh, that he would be flogged and mocked, that the next morning he would carry his own cross as a kind of parade through the town, that eventually he would end on a hill called Golgotha outside the city, and he would be nailed to that cross, hands and feet. And then that cross would be elevated up. The base put in a hole, and there would be Jesus on the cross. And I can't stop but, uh, thinking of the imagery when I think of him being glorified and lifted up, that there's no way to think about that setting without thinking about it in the way of looking up at the cross and looking up at the suffering Christ on the cross. Jesus 
in a very cruel, harsh, and really furious way from the religious leaders, is being glorified. He is being lifted up. And that's powerful. Why? So that God could be lifted up, elevated, put into his right place so that you and I could once again have that connection and relationship with him. We call it salvation. And it doesn't just happen in a moment when I say a prayer. It is something God comes into my life and wants to live in me and dwell in me the rest of my days. And then he gives me this gift of eternal life with him in heaven. That is why Jesus is glorified, elevated on the cross. And I just wonder, I wonder in the story if maybe those who saw him raise Lazarus from the dead just a week before in the town of Bethany, some followed him to Jerusalem, but what about the ones that didn't? What about the ones that saw Lazarus raised from the dead were amazed, but they went on back to their houses? Or how about the crowd in Jerusalem that came out because the people from Bethany were shouting and saying amazing things about Jesus? They came out to see Jesus, and I wonder if some of them said, yeah, I'm not interested. Or what about the ones that maybe came to the Palm Sunday parade and they waved the palm branches and they said, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And yet then they went on back at the end of their parade. They just went back to their house. That was a good day. That was fun. But they weren't ready to do anything more with Jesus. Or the ones that sat or stood with the religious leaders and heard them shout, crucify him, crucify him. Maybe they were even swayed where they got mixed up in that. Or maybe they thought, ah, this doesn't sound right, but they went on back to their homes. I wonder if you see yourself in that. That Jesus has ever touched your life. That God's ever kind of uh, called you and you know it and he's doing something. And you said, this is amazing, this is neat. But then you just went on back. Went on back to your own life. To do your thing, whatever it was. I can't imagine that the person that was willing to follow him all the way through that parade of a cross up to Golgotha to see him being glorified and lifted up on that cross, that their lives would not be impacted and changed because of Jesus' glorification that day. And so I invite you, I ask you tonight on this Good Friday, as we reflect again on the cross would you revisit the cross? Would you revisit what Christ did, his willingness to go all the way with this, that we might have right relationship with God? Would you revisit that? Would you spend time this evening even opening your Bible and looking towards the end of the Gospels? If you're not sure where to go, just look towards the end and you'll start to see this arrest, crucifixion-type headings or talk. Read in there and revisit the cross. In that, Christ being lifted up on the cross, he desires for God to be elevated in your life. And this is a night you could do that. It's a night you could simply say, God, I need you. I need you. Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. I elevate you to the prominent position in my life. It'll be a starting point. You'll have a lot to learn and grow. That's okay. God wants to take you on that ride and journey. Would you tonight do that?
If tonight you need to do a re-surrender of your life, would you revisit the cross and would you do that? Now Sunday, we're going to celebrate the resurrected Christ because really the crucifixion means nothing without the resurrection. But tonight, would you reflect on the cross, the power and the impact it has on your life? Let me pray for you. Father, would you renew once again in us how significant and powerful your act on the cross was? Father, would we be in awe once again, and would we look at you, and would we understand again that you are in a very real way, in a way that you self-declared you are being glorified, lifted up. And Father, would we not waste the opportunity to take the significance of that and let you be elevated to the place of prominence in our own life tonight, we pray in your son's name. Amen. Amen. The Lord bless.